0: Thank you and enjoy today's message.
1: Hey everybody, blessings to you and upon you. Um, I want to talk to you today about something that I think is very um, important in the context of where many of us have been uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, in our inner being, in our circumstance because of the... Uh, situation imposed upon us in this COVID-19 stuff. I want to talk to you about soul search. Uh, I want to give you a double twist on that because it's not just an issue of, um, many of you will be familiar with this term, of, of soul searching, but it's also the issue of searching for the soul. Whatever you want to call that inner essence of who you really are, that's wrapped around by <clears throat> this body, this this personality, this whatever. Um, we, we all know this situation and, and I think all of us have had experiences where we have had to do soul searching and where we've also been searching for the soul within us. Now, what I want to talk to you today about will cause some of you to go into theological meltdown because although you may feel you have a what's called a high view of scripture I would say for some of you you have a low view of scripture because you have limited all that is is contained within it and let's say in essence with that God however we define that to the limitation of statement and text Rather than statement and text simply being part of the journey to try and unfold the greater mystery, which we all wrestle with, whether we were raised in church, out of church, Christian, atheist, Buddhist, whatever, it's been—it's been the wrestle of humanity from well the beginning of recorded time for as long as we have records. This wrestle, this struggle, this soul search. So, uh, I'm just giving you like you have to give these trigger warnings. I'm giving you a trigger warning. Okay. <clears throat> Because what I want to say to you is that the greatest devil you will ever face, possibly the only one, is the one on the inside. Now, I know that many of us have been raised with a uh, very specific concept of what we would know as Satan or, or the devil, Uh Uh, And uh, I I want to be careful not to get off track into trying to theologically wrestle with that definition. But what you should at least be aware of, and it's a very interesting uh, subject that you can uh, check out, study, do research on for historically and uh, every other means, is that those words devil and Satan simply mean adversary or slanderer. Or accuser they are they are descriptions of something now we made them descriptions of someone but I would probably argue now that that someone is not the someone that we uh, were pointed towards and so I'm going to use some text from uh, Luke chapter 4 in the New Testament of the Bible to give you a broader perspective on this and also to challenge you in how you address the issue of soul searching or searching for the soul. There was a movie released uh, some years ago which I've referred to and I've talked on this subject many times. Uh, It was called The Last Days Days in the Desert starring Ewan McGregor and uh, in that movie Ewan McGregor plays Jesus going into the into the wilderness for what we know as the temptation uh, which for the sake of what I talk about today if you want some scriptural reference I talk about from Luke chapter 4 but uh, he sees a lone figure coming towards him in the in the desert landscape and uh, as this figure approaches it, it, it begins to look more and more incredibly familiar to him and when the when the figure finally um, comes to meet Hugh and McGregor playing Jesus, uh, he is portrayed as an image of himself. So the idea being that was latched on here, which you know years ago I would have dismissed this idea, but it began to intrigue me to think, uh, with other things that I've learned, that that what it was portraying was that that the devil being faced was himself okay an image of himself and uh, when you begin to break down the story it's not that far fetched an idea and I think it's potentially for me for me nearer to the truth than some other ideas that have been proposed see what is known in the bible as the wilderness temptation in in Luke chapter 4 I don't believe was intended to convey some nominal exercise in script writing or storytelling. I.e., this is an incident that happened to Jesus, and you can narrow it down to just this: as this was to do to do with him, and uh, and um, you know that our own interpretation has to remain um, so strong within the tramlines of the written text that we fail to understand the greater meaning to us now in the context of our own lives. Uh, And um, uh, it it, it draws us into a very familiar human story, which no human can avoid. And it's the inner question of identity and purpose. See, like the story we are led there, whether we like it or not. See, the story says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. Uh, and and, and the, it's like the story: we're led there, whether we like it or not. We 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 may we may have too an understanding of being led somewhere by the Spirit, but the point is, we we do find ourselves in places that one could argue are essential for our growth and our life and our experience and the discovery of our soul and our soul's discovery of us that we didn't seem to choose to go there but somehow we arrived there it's like an unavoidable rite of passage in the human story we may call it by different things according to whether we approach it from a faith-based perspective or purely psychological but one cannot deny like most things if read right the bible nails it and that's my view on scripture like most things if read right the bible nails it i think the problem sometimes is we just don't read it right the, the fact that the central character is jesus the god man is is a clear message that whoever your father is you have to go there you see, there's, there's so much nuance and, and inner energy flowing through this to try and help us understand this, this is, for all of us, an unavoidable journey in the process of life. It's an unavoidable experience that we all must go through at, at least once. And the fact, as I say, that it's based on Jesus the God-man gives this clear message to me that whoever your father is, Whatever your roots, wherever you're coming from, (coughs) whatever you want to throw into the mix here um, as to why you should be above this or uh, not qualify for this, you have to go there. So I don't know if you've ever stopped to think, those of you who read this story, how did he feel throughout that experience? I think you would find that the comparisons between how he Jesus felt during that experience would mirror or maybe it should be the other way around maybe out of respect I should say that what we experience what we feel in that experience uh, just mirrors what was being conveyed here as the experience that uh, Jesus the God-man so again it's showing you don't get away you don't get away from this by you know, you can be whatever you <laughs> wish to think that you are. Uh, I actually think all of us are God men in that respect. So therefore, the challenge we face in this is, um, is, is inescapable and has a parallel that we need to get a hold of. See, see the lonely, often dark, inhospitable landscape is the backdrop for this it's called the wilderness we talk about it also as being a desert so you know the whole idea being conveyed here is on that soul search in that challenge where you are led to it's always desert it's always wilderness and uh, i don't just mean a physical location which this story uses um, to convey its message but but think about the lonely often dark inhospitable landscape of the soul I know that's my experience you know I I have a ready-made wilderness on the inside of me I have an arid desert deep down inside of me and the loneliness the darkness the inhospitable landscape and all of that are, are an experience that I know is true in my life and I've been there and can go there and do go there And um, face those challenges that somehow in that lonely, dark, inhospitable landscape of the inner recesses of the soul, it's amazing how the devil always turns up. It's true. But what I've found is that devil is, is really me. And it's a battle that's going on inside of me. But I'm still led there by the spirit. Whatever you want to interpret that to be, spirit led me there and spirit still leads us there because it's something we have to deal with, uh, and our egocentricity often makes us guilty of feeding the ego at the expense of truth. And somehow this experience challenges our whole concept of our being in existence, and of course it will fight the ego in all the ways that ego comes up. Now, I think, you know, some of you are like me, that you only see ego as being arrogant, arrogant pride. But, but ego is not just arrogant pride. Ego is that inner thing that we defend, that we think is us, that is the false self, not the real self. Um, and uh, we tend to feed our false self at the expense of truth. So we want to make information relate to us as truth only if it serves that ego that false self and yet really the whole christ story the whole jesus story the whole message of that is the breaking down of that Uh, not to crush us but actually um you know a bit like the butterfly coming out of the cocoon is to transform us right (laughs) is to transform us you can have as much ego as you wish as a caterpillar uh, but the real reason for your existence is the transformation into butterfly. And you can have as much ego as you wish about your caterpillar existence, but the whole purpose is transition. It's transformation to the freedom of, of what in that nature picture is the butterfly. Now, it's always in the wilderness where loneliness, hunger, hunger, and desire are exploited by the inner devil voice. And um, in that place, the challenge is, what are you prepared to do to feel safe? What are the boundary lines? What, what are you prepared to do to feel safe? Now, I want you to feel safe, and we all need to feel safe, and feeling safe is a wonderful experience, but what are you prepared to do to feel safe? At what point in that desire to feel safe do we feed ego at the expense of truth because it makes us feel safe when actually maybe we don't need to feel safe because for transformation's sake we actually need to have our world rocked a little bit and shaken so that we can come to a new experience what are you prepared to do to feel safe what are you prepared to do to take back power however you perceive that Uh, in your life they you know again we can be so narrow-minded to think power is only just about you know being a bully and dominating and whatever um but but taking back power in one's life is something we all do subtly and we're all looking to do is to take back power in our lives what what are you prepared to do to be accepted now there's a biggie good lord um the levels that I would say possibly all of us, definitely most of us, and without doubt many of us have gone to, just to have acceptance. Uh, If we were seeing that in another person, we would say that was inappropriate and it was a compromise too far. But how much do we do that? You know, the whole peer thing and what have you so so in this story in luke chapter 4 we've got you know he's led by the spirit we've got a, a desert and we've got being tempted by the devil okay um and it goes down to specifics of the focus now uh, before i say that i i i would say one of the important points of of, of nuance here to how you interpret and understand this is that it says, after 40 days and nights in the desert, he was hungry. So we're being drawn on this wider understanding of this, this, this picture, that this occurs in a state of hunger, a recognised uh, state of, 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 of deep, deep hunger. And and the writer Luke draws our attention to the intensification of the experiences that are caused by this deep-seated hunger. See, what he's trying to drive at is in the soul, in the inner me, in the the who I am, there are times of deep-seated hunger. It's the whole thing that Bono was writing about in his song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. What he was addressing in that song was the, that deep-seated hunger that all of us have. Now, again, I, I appreciate I speak to a wider audience than just uh, our church audience. And and, and I would propose to, to, to you that we all go through those times of deep-seated hunger. It's it's like a hunger inside that that... We just have to satisfy. And it's the issue of this story set up to show that when that soul hunger, you know, hunger for meaning, hunger for purpose, hunger for identity, hunger for ac- acceptance, hunger for to get power back. You know, it, it, it's, it's hunger to feel safe, That that the more hungry we are for those things, the more vulnerable we are to these challenges or temptations and the more intense the experience uh, becomes in us and of course at the root of that that can take us into very unhealthy places so really he drives then just mentions three temptations those three temptations address three issues that i think are very important the first one you know, he was hungry, so he says, command these stones that they be made bread. What's all that about? You know, um, uh, you need to, the, 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 the hunger for soul food he was going after. What What are you prepared to do to, in your hunger for soul food? Now, of course, what, what, what that tends to lead us towards is is the whole thing that we would understand as addictive behaviours and addictive patterns, um which can be anything from football to to sex to pornography to to um to ambition in the job to you know do you understand what I'm saying? Any of those things it it, it can be that 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 we're hungering for soul food. We're hungering to satisfy the hunger that's inside, and so we tend to develop these addictive behaviors, these addictive processes. And uh, religious involvement is one of those addictions. Um, I am utterly convinced, and I'm prepared to be totally honest, that that within the context of the evangelical Pentecostal Christianity that I was raised. There is an addictive element to that, um, uh, which when you are denied it, there is withdrawal in the same way that you have withdrawal from, you know, anything, alcohol, whatever. Um, And that I have watched and still watch people servicing that addiction. um, But what it's really doing, instead of building real character and, and, and bringing us to what it means to be fully human, it satisfies the moment in that experience. So it becomes experiential in the sense of I have to have this experience uh, in order to feel OK or in order to evaluate what is meaningful and what is, is true. So so it gives these three temptations. That first one is hunger. hunger. For, let's call it hunger for soul food. And then it, then it moves on to hunger for power you know it says that uh, this devil takes him to a high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world uh, you know it's a great language shows him the kingdoms of the world and says um, all of these are mine and i can give them to you if you bow down and worship me so so we have challenged not only the hunger for soul food which which is about the addictions that we get ourselves into if we yield to that because we've wrongly understood what our soul needs now we're talking about power it's a hunger for power here's the fast track to power here's the fast track to getting your life back here's the fast track to getting where you feel you should be you know bow down and worship me so so how many times have we worshiped the false self or we prepared to worship all manner of things uh And do acts of worship in whatever ways. Um, You know, butt kissing, one could argue, is is an act of worship to try and get a place of power um, in a a fast track way, possibly an illegitimate way. But he's challenging that hunger for power in us, which also exists. So we have the hunger for soul food. We have the hunger for, for power. We want to take back power in our lives. We want to be powerful. We don't want to be overpowered. Uh, but the means. The question is: the question is, what are you prepared to do in that hunger for power? There's a legitimate way to rest in the power that you have, which does not require you to go into the space where you will worship, in essence, anything and everything that might fast track you to the fulfillment of what is more ambition than it is vision. And then the, the third temptation that it notes is. Says he took him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, "Why don't you throw yourself off here? Uh, you know, because it's written he will give his angels charge over you uh, to guard you, lest you dash your foot against stone." Quoting scripture. Uh, in other words, it's if you go on the the pinnacle of the temple and you throw yourself off, and then you don't smash in a in a heap of goo on the floor in the temple courts, among all these people who are thronging the temple, then then they'll believe that you are who you want them to believe that you are. So what was it? It was hunger for soul food, it was hunger for power, and now this was hunger for acceptance. What are you prepared to do to be accepted? What pinnacle are you prepared to throw yourself off? Because that inner devil says, if you'll just throw yourself into that, They'll all accept you. They'll all believe that you are who you think you are uh, and everything will be good. Can you see how this, the focus of this with the wilderness, with the hunger and with the identification of the specific elements that become prominent in this wilderness experience that we face are being brought out in this amazing, amazing story. Now, each one in the story um is, is rebutted by by uh the declaration um it is written okay so if you read that story you know to each one the the response of jesus is it is written man shall not live by bread alone but everywhere proceeds from the mouth of god and so on and so forth uh now um uh I'm not sure and again this is where some of you will going to theological meltdown and probably faint I'm not sure this is a this is a guide suggesting quoting scripture at the devil I think that would be a simplistic interpretation that in its literality potentially misses the point uh, you know I've lived around people all my life who've been quoting scripture at the devil and what have you and well let's not go into all those stories um, I'm not sure this is a guide suggesting quoting scripture at the devil. Um, I think it's something very different. I, I, I think it could be interpreted as the willingness to draw on a power outside of and beyond yourself. Right? The answer's not just specifically in in the moment of now, but it's in reaching within, outside of and beyond oneself to a space that is not just... Uh, the what is stuff of the moment a, a declaration that there is it could be a declaration that 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 there has already been placed within the universe and the flow of humanity all that is necessary to drawn to emerge from the wilderness in the power of the spirit which is where the next chapter says Jesus returned from the wilderness in the power of the spirit so there is a power with which you return from these places which you were not consciously aware of the same flow of that power before you went there. But this all comes from addressing the situation correctly. So so I think that's part of it as as well. Um and, and, and that that as we engage that power we have the means to get through and go beyond what it is that we are being challenged with in this situation of search for the soul and, and 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 soul searching i do know that the text says that the devil left him until an opportune time so so somehow in in this in this unfolding of our response which 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 i could say that um, you know alcoholics anonymous caught this when they were first founded and have had huge success and been a help to so many people who again had addictive behaviors because of a hunger of the soul which could be related to power or acceptance um one of their tenets is one of the steps of alcoholics anonymous is is that you You do not have the strength within you alone, but you must look beyond yourself. Now, again, for some, this conversation becomes how much of the God presence is within us? Um, how much is it about simply releasing that to come out? And I have no problem with that. I, I actually believe there's much more of the God presence, image and likeness, Uh, within us and the flow of that but i also believe it's within us and without us that it's bigger than us and yet contained within us and so you've got this this really is the essence of uh, spirituality and the spiritual journey and uh, out of the searching for the soul and the soul searching comes a life that is a integration of something much bigger uh, than ourselves call it the presence of god call it christ in you um whatever we call it that is that is the essence Uh, of this thing, that that when we engage that power, we have the means to get through and go beyond. And so, as I've said to you, whatever it was, it says the devil left him until an opportune time. So, in other words, uh, that person, (laughs) who I think is you and me, is coming back uh, and uh, probably when, again, we have an experience, but now you know... What the essence of this is that in that process, you can stand strong and challenge it and uh, uh, understand that it's your it's your hunger and what you're prepared to do for these things that will come to the fore and intensify it, but that you can walk through that and then you can come out uh, healthy and strong and moving on and going to something bigger. If you're following the Bible narrative, really, it it talks about Jesus' real ministry, beginning after this experience, uh, that somehow there was a flow that was released uh, from within him that allowed him to not only be, but then to do uh, what we would know as the, the miracles, the miraculous, the outflow. From within, that caused um, things to happen beyond the specific restrictions of what we would deem to be the boundaries of natural process, which I'm perfectly happy and content with. The other thing that I think you need to know about this experience is that that the real root of those temptations, you know, okay, you're hungry, so command stones to be made bread. Okay, you, you want power, so you want the right kind of power, so let me show you how to short-circuit that. Okay, so you want acceptance, well, do this. At, uh, at the root of that, really, is the challenge that's coming. If you are who you think you are, prove it. And boy, oh, I'm guilty of this, particularly my younger self. If you are who you think you are, prove it. So we're going to all this stuff, and and uh, let ourselves down sometimes, and compromise ourselves, and you know who we think we should hang out with, how we think we should. We're always looking for you know to satisfy that hunger, to to find that road to power, to 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 be in the place of full acceptance, and and so we give ourselves to if you are who you think you are, prove it. Now, you've got to break free of this if you want to live a life of peace. Otherwise, you'll spend all your life, you know, whether you like me of being a preacher, whether you're in work, whether it's about friends, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's as a parent or a grandparent, you'll spend all your life uh, in that desert, that desolate place where all you can hear is if you are who you think you are, prove it. And then once you latch onto that, of course, every little thing becomes, in our interpretation, and I'm guilty of this, becomes a failure. So it goes from, if you are who you think you are, prove it, to there, I told you you were no good, I told you you weren't that, I told you you were useless, I told you you could never fix that, I told you you didn't have the power, the ability, the authority, the life, the love, I told you, I told you. And so, you know, how long do we get trapped? in that desert place because we don't say hang on a minute it's there's something i'm drawing on here that that extends before my life ever existed and goes beyond the existence of my life and as i draw that into this centered place i realize i don't have to prove nothing because uh, what i need is in me and flows to me and flows through me so it's if you are who you think you are prove it. Or I could put that another way. Are you who you think you are? See, this is another great question. Are you who you think you are? So many of us uh, are drawn, manipulated, pressed, uh, expected, um, moulded to be somebody who we're not. And then we think that's who we are. And then We struggle because we're trying to maintain this persona, uh, which is a mask. Remember that persona uh, is from the Latin, is the Latin word for mask. We're in that persona. Uh, We have to ask the question, it's not just if you are who you think you are, prove it, but are you who you think you are? And that's a legitimate question that we have to break down to understand that we've got to let that pressure go And it's as we deal with these experiences that we are willing to come back within ourselves to to find the true self, not the ego self. So let me finish this, though I've talked for long enough. So the strength portrayed through the wider context of the text in this story is that when you know who you are, you know what to do. Why is this so pointed about the challenging of identity? Because if your identity is uncertain your activity will be unclear so this whole thing is trying to push us to a point where we are willing to come to know who we are that it's not something we have to prove by these crazy ways of satisfying our hunger or or grabbing for power or 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 struggling for acceptance But it's about the peace within oneself of saying, do you know what, Uh, what is written is written and I am who I have been made to be and I'm going to let that flow in the power of the spirit. So I'm not going to be binary about what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's evil, you know, who's in and who's out, but I'm going to bring that third leg of the stool of spirit to say by the spirit that flows into humanity that I believe is the God spirit by that spirit that 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 some would prefer me to call it holy spirit and i'm happy with that by that holy spirit because it is it's complete and it's all by that spirit i am going to come out of this place this desert this wilderness in an understanding that i don't have to prove my identity i have to accept my identity and my identity is the identity that i was given by the creator that makes me accepted and loved and full of everything that I need to be all that I need to be in this life. And that when I come to peace with who I am, loved, and I would say in my terms, absolutely a child of God. For me, a son of God. When I come to terms with that and are able to walk through these journeys, I'll know who I am and when I know I am I know what to do and when I know what to do life begins to flow in a way that somehow satisfies that inner thing within us that is all the time looking not just for identity but also looking for purpose. I love you, I bless you, I pray grace upon your life and I pray that together we walk out of that desert and that devil of self Uh, We see him leave till another more opportune time because we are not satisfying things in the wrong way and we are not insecure, but we're confident that we know who we are and because of that, we know what to do. I love you. Have a blessed week.
0: Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. If you've been inspired by what you've heard today, then why not email us at info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. We love that you're listening to us and we'd love to hear from you too. Did you know you can also watch all of the talks from Q on our YouTube channel? Just go to youtube.com forward slash Q Church York. We look forward to having you with us again soon. Until then, enjoy the quest.